that's how we're going to start out the podcast. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Money Night Hustlers, uh, the internet's, I don't know, number one poverty quarantine podcast. Uh, We're back with another episode. It's week, I think it's week seven of quarantine. Uh, Episode Jordan plus, I don't know, uh, 37 maybe. Um, I'm going to take notes, bud. It's it's quarantine. Uh, That's all I know. Okay. And we're all... We're all quarantined. So plus last dance for the next uh, four, four weeks. What'd you say? We're in the last dance territory. Last dance? That's the that's the documentary. Oh. Cool. Did you watch it all? Yeah, I watched all the first four and then the ancillary uh, talks and documentaries around it, yeah. Did you watch the Rodman doc? Thirty for thirty? Did you yeah. like it? It was very sad. Yeah, I mean, but it's like wild, like even more wild than what they. So, like, the mess up thing is like I watched it and then I watched it the day before I watched the like Rodman episode of The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the same stuff recycled a little bit. Um, I don't think I, I would say it was like ten percent. I was worried about that going into The Last Dance, but I didn't think they like were OD about it. Yeah, but like I felt like when I was watching episode three of The Last Dance, it was like. Um, all right, we're just gonna do a, a Reader's Digest summary of what Rodman's I mean, but they didn't talk about like the White Foster family, him becoming friends with like a twelve-year-old boy when he's yeah. like twenty-three. That's crazy. Like, Wait, he became friends with a twelve-year-old what? So um, Rodman he had a crappy childhood, and then he was like a, a basketball coach when he was like twenty-two for like a thirteen-year-old kid. Then he moved in with that kid. And their family, and then that family essentially pseudo adopted them. Oh. And then the the white mother like ended up calling him a an N word, hard R. Yeah, like they were freaking out because he was there. But then they like wanted to adopt him. So they came around. So welcome. No, no, this is after they adopted him, and then they got in an argument, and then the adopted mother called him the N word. Okay. Well, I, I'd, expe- I'd expect my black son to call me a cracker or a honky every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be more of like a joking term. If a... the whole the whole time I was wa- I was watching with that, she's like, "Oh my god, that like Rodman, like, he just needs help. He's looking for someone. He's like, person." With yeah, actually, a- I found I found picture old young pictures of me in a Rodman jersey. I don't regret wanting his jersey over Jordan or Pippins. Oh really? I'd much rather wear a Jordan jersey. I'm a winner. Yeah, with that hair, of course. No. Walid, are you going to post a picture of your hair on uh, Money Night Hustle Instagram so people can see what we're talking about? No, no, when it's done, I will. Okay. We mean when it's done. It's not done yet, so that's only three bleaches. He needs to go to two more bleaches and then a, a blonde dye. Dude, you so should have uh, oh, took a photo. Have you taken a photo every time? We're recording, right? Yes, we were supposed to, we were supposed to open up with this. Uh, so yes, uh, Monday Night Hustler podcast fans, Waleed's hair is being bleached and it looks fucking ridiculous. Right and, now, it's like a like a like an amber, which I like. I kind of like. And and uh, so, what prompted your decision to do this? Um, I think it's always it's something I've always wanted to do, and like. Um, so you decided to do it at thirty. I don't. I, so I don't believe that because you've never in your life told me that you wanted yeah. a hair color other than what you had. So I think it was just like I'm bored slash midlife crisis slash no you can I ask have, you I can ask a separate 
afford to spend on hair coloring. I can't. I can't wait until it starts to grow back in. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I told him when I was 12 years old, I got frosted tips when I was out in Poland, and I, and I was like killing it out there. Like every every like uh, little 12 year old Polish girl was like, "Oh my God, who's that American with frosted tips?" Yeah, it was cool. Um, and now that's what well he's going through now. No, I uh, nope. I asked my. You can ask. You can ask Donald at the public barber because he has like dyed hair as well, and I've I've had conversations with him about this. What are you talking about? Donald has straight black uh, uh, brunette hair. No, it's green hair. What are you talking about? You blind? Dominic or Donald? Donald. Okay, I'm talking about Dominic. That's well, he hasn't been at that barber in like a year. And then I found a new barber. Shout out, the best beard barber in the, in the tri-state area. Um, All right. Well, don't. Don't, don't stray from the fact that, no, this isn't something that I just decided. I've kind of always wanted to do it. I just never, like, had a real, like, opportunity working in the professional world. I say that with quote, air quotes. Um, Have you yeah. taken photos at every stage with the same uh, yeah. soccer jersey on? Yeah, you put it on Snapchat. You should have been part of the story. You should have sent it to everyone. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I thought we were friends, Wally. We are friends. I only sent it to a handful of people. Uh, okay, so it wasn't on a story. So you know what the goal is? Here, here's, let me show you the, what the goal here is. No, 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 no. So, like, he, he said me, like, what the soccer player, which I understand because you're trying to be all European and, like, play soccer and stuff. Yeah, but this is the goal. Ew, you're going to keep the side fucking black? Yeah. Yes. Let me see. I don't know what we're talking about. See? Oh, over there. All right, all right. I wonder what it's going to look like on you. It's very, it's very European, and it's very soccer player, and it's very, like, I don't have a real job. I, I do stuff, and I make a shit ton of money type of hairstyle. That, made, like, that made, like, zero sense. No, I'm, I'm nobody. Who in the, like, regular world has this type of hair? I mean, there are people with dyed hair in, like, the world. Yeah, I know. Like, Besides I, so I, athletes. I've across a couple of people that dyed their hair, or at least I suspect dyed their hair. Just like jet black to cover up their gray hair. It's not like there, there are people in the professional world who didn't have tattoos, and then now there are people with tattoos, and it's perfectly fine. You can wear a sleeve. You can't wear. I mean, I guess you can wear. You can't wear a hat at work. No, I can't. But I'm saying there are people who work. In- imagine, imagine your boss is like, all right, Waleed, you're getting a promotion. You're going to be the vice president of sales or whatever, vice president of demand planning, whatever it is. You need to go pitch to the biggest company we're ever going to pitch to, and you're up on stage. They're not going to put you up with that hair. No offense. I love the hair. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's just old school corporate. Like, sure, Nick. That's who you are. You're just old corporate. Where the fuck are you working right now? I understand that. I'm an old corporate, but I don't care about that Like company. I'm not trying to move up that corporate ladder there. Nick, you're just old, white, white male, 40 years old, oversized khakis, and a button-down from Kohl's. Like, that's what Nick's guys. You are 30 years old and are making a decision to bleach your head now. I feel bad bad for shitting on it, and I don't mean to shit on it. Yeah, because this is coming from two guys who don't have hair. So... What are you talking about? Quit acting like your hair you is not fucking you and, spinning you and receding you either. And what are you talking about? You think your hair is thicker than mine? Are you blind? I'm not, not saying, I'm not saying Scott that my hair the, is thicker. But you, you and Scott are in the same balding situation. You guys are keeping No chance. I have way more on, my, on the top of my head than Scott. Are you blind? Yeah, for now. Well, but, but you're also like 40, 50% more than Scott. 
my, yeah. my hair was the same where it was two years ago. But look at, look at Dan's head. Dan, say something. Look at Dan's head. <laughs> I'm just watching you guys duke it out. He's got... And, and Wally, no, no offense to you, but uh, the hair reminds me of one of your favorite words that begin with an F and end with a G. I'm sorry. <laughs> if Dan split his hair between the four of but, us, we'd have enough hair to have on top of our head. That's <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm kind of actually disappointed because I came on this podcast with my Hawaiian shirt on, expecting to get shit and having it a, a conversation piece. But you stole the show. You stole the show, Waleed. And I wasn't expecting it. That's good. And I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not shitting on your decision. Um, you are? No, I'm not. I like it. I told you. I supported you. I just, <laughs> I disagree. But you're like trying to say like. This you disagree or you will what? Listen disagree, but you support it? No, I'm just saying I support it. But I'm just saying you're trying to say like this is corporately acceptable. And it's 100%. I, don't know, I didn't say that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in, in most modern, like, hipster millennial offices, like, wouldn't look down upon it. Right. If you were first startup, yeah. you'd be one of the regular hipsters. But I'm just saying, like, for your position, this is not something you'd be able to yeah, do. Yeah, and, and again, that company I work for now isn't a company that I plan on staying with forever. Well, I hope they're not listening to uh, I don't think it's that serious, in my opinion. But Thanks, Dan. I, but, 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 if you, but you have to do it right. You got to go to the barber. You got to have him fade out the, the silver to the black. And make it look like it's a professional job. Exactly. Right now, I look like a clown. I understand that, and there's more. There's more steps to this. That's why I didn't want to reveal it all at once, like right now. And I shaved, uh, still a whip. I shaved Scott's beard today. I fucked it up, but it still looks good. Do you guys? Uh, do you guys do video calls at all for work? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this, is, this is gonna be a fucking shocker for the for the <laughs> coworkers. So Ali, don't don't I, I don't want you to uh, take my words as something of like disapproval disapproval or something that I don't support. I like the fact that you did it, and I appreciate it. I'm giving you a little bit of shit, but like you know, don't say. Take like, a backhanded compliment. Normal. I yeah, like. It like us, but... I, think did, I think you did a great job not being a professional hairstylist, and I think it's gonna look great once you're done with it. Um, but. but like, like this is like something that every every Tom and John does, and then they go into the corporate office because it's not true. Yeah, maybe I don't want to be like every Tom and John in a corporate office. I understand that, and I appreciate that. Uh, I want to offer you a position because, like, we like people with blonde uh, frosted tips. Yeah, this isn't frosted. <laughs> I mean, frosted is way. <laughs> it's frosted. It's frosted as fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's not be, like just a tip. It's going to be even more frosted when it's silver. I've never, I've never thought frosted tips like were like cool at all. You give it, you give it three weeks, they will be frosted tip. Your hair is going to grow and your, your tips are going to be frosted. Uh, no, that, that's when I just keep buying more bleach and more hair dye and then I'll just keep doing it. Oh, oh man. I like it. I like it. And it, it makes 100% sense with the soccer jersey you're wearing right now. And like, that's why if you put a suit on right now, you look like a weirdo. Yeah, but you look good right now because you're wearing a soccer jersey. You're hanging out. You're having some. <laughs> For yeah. some reason, I think you look like you belong in a gutter somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was just gonna say, I can see Waleed waking up in his bed, hungover with like a plastic bottle of vodka next to him. Like, wow, <laughs> what happened last night? <laughs> All right, because it's just crazy. <laughs> All right. this, this, this is this is why I didn't I didn't want to reveal this. I still support it. I still support it. Yeah, no, you don't. But whatever. This is why I didn't want to reveal it 
to the public like, yet. I'm still, it's a work in pro you, progress. Can you imagine, uh, do we share this video? Can you imagine the listeners just like hearing this conversation and wanting to see Waleed's face? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like post a, a picture of your hair right now. On no, I'm going to post it when it's done and I'll show all the steps, all the, all the different waves and, and whatever. Oh, anticipatory fucking thing that you can do every week. <laughs> well, Waleed knew I was about to take a screenshot. Uh no, you can't do that to him. He'll he'll share it when he wants. I won't. I won't. I won't. I'll do it. I'll do it to him. I wouldn't share it. I'll do it to him. I'll do it to him. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, how many face? <laughs> what did your mom say? Is my question. Did you, were you how many face tattoos you have? No, yeah. she doesn't care. Did your mom say anything? No, she doesn't care. All right, dude, pick up the screen back up, man. No one's going to take a screenshot. Guys, just let him be. No more bullying around here, all right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> As you just piled on to the fucking bullying. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a friend bully. It doesn't count. All right, uh, real quick, I know you guys are big sports people, but Waleed, outside of the last dance thing, going in with the uh, draft, did the, the Bears worse or better off this year? Oh, uh, dude, I love the Bears draft. Um, the the first the first pick that they that they uh, that they made the the tight end from Notre Dame, local kid. Uh, he went to St. Vidor High School. Do you know that? Really? Oh no, I didn't even see who the fuck we picked up. I so we, I, I heard we were getting Aaron Rodgers. Now. <laughs> no, no. So uh, we drafted a tight end from Notre Dame. He went to St. Vidor High School, like. He's a local white kid. Like he's gonna sell a ton of jerseys in, here in Chicago. I think it was a great yeah. pick. I think it's like I, I was telling other people, it's like it's like Greg Olson, but he's like way bigger, way stronger. We'll probably trade him away in the prime of his career, uh, like we do with Greg Olson. So great pick by the Bears. And we also picked up like a more defensive help. Um, you know, classic edge rushers and cornerbacks. So I don't think like I think everyone kind of agrees like no one fucked up in the draft except like the Packers Packers drafted a quarterback who is going to pro like probably take Aaron Rodgers job in the next couple of years and then they drafted a running back which they didn't need because they had uh they had Aaron Jones who led the league in touchdowns so I think yeah I think it was a stacked draft this year I saw a meme of the Packers draft and it was like <laughs> The lineup that the Packers draft, uh, or the Packers drafted, and it was just two garbage men tossing garbage in the back of the garbage truck. And you know what else is interesting? A lot of GMs and coaches went into the draft planning for the future, thinking that there's not going to be any college football next fall. Uh, sorry, Nick was fucking yelling in my ear about your face. Uh, I didn't hear what you said about fall. Um, a lot of a lot of GMs and coaches were like they're kind of planning for the future. Uh, with um, no football this fall. So they wanted to – if they needed a position like a quarterback like the Packers did, they wouldn't, like, have to wait, like, an extra two years because you don't know if those guys will be ready to play professionally next year uh, because of the, the virus. So uh, I thought that was interesting. And everyone did it from home. Uh, that was kind of weird with Roger Goodell. But uh, – You know what I've been watching a lot lately – that's that is like surprising for me. I've been watching like Barstool sports stuff. You guys heard of that blog? No, we just never talk about it here. What, what's it about? 
Well, anyway, like they have like this show where they follow these people along and they talk about sports a lot. And I don't, I don't care much. I don't care much for like the sports part, but like the characters that they bring on and the, the, the way that they hire is so interesting to me. Um, like they like bring people off the street and like if the people talk enough shit and they like, you know, are kind of funny, they'll just hire them, which is was like bananas to me. Um, and I got that bananas term from the guy that says bananas a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, um, it's getting me back into sports. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, show your face again. I want to stay at your crotch. There you go. Um, they actually did um, NFL coverage of the first round of the, of the draft. And so I had them on and I had ESPN on. And then like two minutes into it, like ESPN was just so depressing with their, with their coverage of like the virus and um, like people's like tragic family stories. And so I just muted the ESPN and I just like stuck to Barcelona. I thought Barstool had a great That's draft, so. Like Barstool, they have this series called like Big Brains or something. It's like Shark Tank. Have you yeah, watched I told you about that? Yeah, you told me about that. Okay, um, I watched all nine episodes, um, and like one of the things that they kept pitching is like live uh, audio during the like games that they're commentating. They commentate on games as they're going on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. The like Australian, right? Right, yeah, and they're delayed by fifteen twenty seconds, and these guys are like, "Hey, we can make it so it's not delayed at all." Then the Barstool people were like, no, we want it to be delayed because you're going to react with your friends watching a live show and you're going to be watching Barstool Sports on your laptop and you're going to want to see how we react because we're like talent or whatever. And we're, yeah. we're like, you know, um, so they like shot all those ideas down. But like, like essentially they're going to replace the commentators. Like there was, an, there was a company out there that like had um, commentators that would sign up and commentate certain games so you can pause uh, or like mute the actual game and listen to the commentators that are commentating it on the side and like you'll hear the audio of the game just licensing issues and stuff but like that's that, that's a really interesting concept is like you know what why are we stuck because we're watching a football game on nbc that we have to listen to the nbc commentators if, if like we like tom and joe down the block. That's why I always tune into a radio fucking station, a local radio station. Yeah, you can do yeah. that too, right? Like there's there's a little bit of a delay there, right? Yeah. Speak, speaking of that, when Danny Mac and I were in uh, Vegas for March Madness, uh, so like what you said with how they had their stream delayed, every time something crazy would happen, like then I would like flip open Twitter when they had it on live, and then me and Danny would watch it. It's yeah. like a bad beat would happen. So awesome. yeah, yeah, no, like they they've already kind of like sold me on that, like in some aspects but like they're also really good i don't know who manages like they're behind the scenes but like clipping stuff and then posting it immediately on socials like you don't even have to watch it live like they just are like they just know how to like get it up so fast like yeah. they're just very very smart about that in terms of like highlights any of their social medias i'll say like youtube but like when they have that unboxing thing like the next day you see like a cut of it yeah and they have up the next day i'm like these guys are working around the clock to like yeah Make, it's, like, it's like it's like very like brain dead content, but like yeah. it's what people want. The light is right behind your head, and it's perfect because it's white, and it blends into your hair. So yeah. it, it the the colors merge. Like yeah, I think that was intentional. Correct. 
angel. <laughs> Correct. 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 Um, yes. What else? Uh, what do you guys think of the last dance documentary yesterday? For the last four episodes, we haven't even like recapped it, but. I don't think Dan or Scott watched them, nope. so it's going to be a Waleed and Nick conversation. Okay. The game yeah. It's definitely so, Michael Jordan propaganda documentary. Yeah, so like, I think, so you remember when uh, Michael Jordan, before the thing came out, they said that, you know, you're going to think I'm an asshole? Yeah. I think, well, because he doesn't, he comes off as a really good person so far. Right. Yeah, it's propaganda by him. It's later on in the documentary uh, where he's like a real dick, but um. I, you know, I appreciate it because, like, I grew up. I grew up with the Bulls when I was a kid, so I didn't know all the backstories. I didn't know the, the Scotty. with the Bulls. I know. So I'm just saying, like, I, don't, I didn't know the Scotty Pippen contract disputes. I didn't know, you know, like all of these issues before, like in the '80s, early on when Doug Collins was a coach and Jordan was like essentially coming up. So it took him what eight years, nine years to win a championship. Like from my perspective as a kid, they started winning right away. Yeah, and like seeing yeah. this and. Yeah, that started before we yeah. were fucking born. Yeah, he he was drafted in what, 84, 85? 83, right? 83. I mean, it was the team that made it. Right. It was it was a team and I think it was a coaching staff. So like I learned that Phil uh Phil Jackson is like a hippie. I didn't know he was a hippie. I thought okay. he was like a certain coach, but he, he like told people to do like yoga and like uh Native American meditations during uh practice. Uh, and all these other things that were completely out of what I understood Phil Jackson to be. I thought Phil Jackson was like a yeah, by the, by the numbers kind of guy. And they showed this whole triangle offense and how, you know, unique it is. Um, yeah, it was just nice hearing. And, like, obviously last week or uh, yesterday's uh, episode left off with uh, Jordan still hates I- Isaiah Thomas. Um, <laughs> Now ESPN is capitalizing on this. And I think Jordan's making money off every appearance he has or any additional comments he makes about the documentary because they just keep updating it since there's no sports going on. This is the only thing that people are paying attention to. I'm really surprised that ESPN or any of these other sports networks didn't capitalize on something like this. Like, Well, I mean, well, no, obviously. Because Jordan, Jordan, Jordan owns the content, and he didn't, he didn't green light it until like three years ago. Is Jordan known to be a dick or something? Who? Jordan known to be a dick or something? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he only cares about winning. He doesn't care about anybody else. He only cares about the only way they got the only way they got him to approve uh, to release the footage of the documentary was the day of LeBron's 2016 parade because really? he was he, he was just being petty. Um, well, Real quick, did did, did Scotty Pippen and uh, Jordan have a rift at a point in their? They had a good relationship. Open so Scotty Pippen, if you watch the documentary, uh, spoiler alerts everyone. Like Scotty Pippen was the most underpaid player. In the oh league. yeah, for sure. He was number two player in like statistics and everything, and he was yeah. the 122nd highest player, highest paid player. Um, and the year of the 97-98 uh, championship, he decided to sit out bunch of years or have a surgery late so he wouldn't have to play and still get paid didn't want to fuck his summer um, and quoting him there's a little bit of a riff there um but i was gonna say like one of the things about the documentary that i didn't like is the fact that they go back and forth so much like i thought this was like a yeah big push on like the 97 98 championship but they yeah. like go back and they go for yeah. 97 98 and 
Like I agree. Watching like uh, Dennis Rodman on the Pistons and like that story, then I have to go back to like ninety seven, ninety eight. Like I have to switch kind of viewpoints there. Yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. Like the all the behind the scenes footage, like that's stuff that I'd rather see than them trying to rehash the the first dynasty or the first three peat. So I had this uh, I had this DVD set. It was like a six DVD DVD set uh, about the Bulls, the Dynasty Bulls. And I bought it for like fourteen bucks out of Value City, and I checked how much it was going on going for on eBay right now. It's going for like one hundred and seventy dollars. And I know that this DVD set sitting at David's house somewhere upstairs, like like right next to the OC documentary or like a whole bunch of other DVD sets that I had there. Um, and it's just funny, like, because that was a great DVD uh, compilation. Did you sell it? No, no, no. I would watch it again. I was going to take yeah. it. Oh, wait. Uh, I bought that from my other – wait. What is it? It's called uh, the Dynasty Bulls edition or something. I bought it for – me like and Bobby DVD bought set. it for Corey years ago. Yeah. Like five years ago. Yeah. I mean, that might be the same. It's like a four or five DVD set. Yeah. Um, but I, that's something I want to rewatch because I feel like that DVD set – is just as good, if not better, than what's going on now. Because it's more about the game as opposed to about the relationships. Um, and I feel like this is more of like a reality TV show with with some game in it, which is fine. And I like it. And I like seeing the other side of it. But, you know, I'm more, I'm more I want to see more highlights. I want to see more crazy stuff that happened. I want to see more like fights on the on the actual court as opposed to like... Yeah, like I want to see like practice practice footage they said there's over 500 hours of footage and like they just keep rehashing old stuff this is gonna be like a 10-year thing where they release like another version of it i, don't know. I mean again this is unless jordan wants it to be released because this is he, he owns the all like all the footage you see him at the end of that episode uh fucking snitching on uh scott burrell he's like yeah hey mom and dad he's a he's a he's a drug addict he's an alcoholic too when he was there on the plane oh yeah 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 yeah, that Scott Burrell was that guy. Was it to his mom? Or Rookie. No, because it was to his girlfriend. Because he was like, like, yeah, he's out all night talking to women. Yeah, he's and like, come he's, on, man, my mom and dad, he turned that camera off. Turn that camera, yeah. Yeah. 20 years later, it's resurfaced. Well, I'm sure whatever relationship he was in at the time. Yeah. Solidified or destroyed. That, that story of MJ going to Vegas to get Dennis Rodman back, that's crazy. I I love that. Yeah, that's like, that's like holy shit. That's like a, that's what I would do for my brother or my friend. It's like, hey man, you stop fucking up. You need to like come back and do this stuff. And like, what I found funny was like Dennis Rodman is like like a like someone's kid. He always adopts his personality of being or like needing a father figure or someone to control him. Like he's like, I'm gonna go out and spend a couple of days in Vegas. Then Jordan and Pittman comes like, oh my my dad's here. I gotta go back to work. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I feel like if I was in that situation, like if I'm Jordan, like I wouldn't have gone back. I would have just been like, fuck it. We're moving on with what we got. This is what right. we're doing. That's what I appreciate about Jordan, that he, he was able to swallow his pride to say like, we need this guy. We can't win without this guy. I'm going to swallow my pride and fly out to Vegas and walk into a room with, with him and Carmen Electra and rip him out of that hotel room. Yeah. So cool. I guess for me, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like he's he's very much a kid, but like, if I'm that age, like I think Jordan's like pushing like late thirties, like forties. Jordan's like, I'm a grown ass man. Like he needs to act like a grown ass man. 
no, I see. Like, that's what I respected about it because it's like, it's team before anything else. Like, like this is our team. Like I'll swallow my pride. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, be the lesser man or whatever. I'm doing this for the team. And, and it made me feel really good about like team sports. And I wish I was a part of something like that. Um, you know, growing up, like something like real, like in college or whatever, where things like that would happen. Um, but I think that's awesome. That's kind of how I feel like us, us growing change and stuff. Like if someone's slacking, I'm going to swallow my pride and like pull someone out of the gutter if they need to be pulled out of the gutter. It's not going to be a blame game. It's not going to be a, you step your shit up. It's like, I know you can perform. It's time to come back and perform. I know you need a break. I know you need to chill. I know you need to, you know, go out and party. Um, but one thing I found interesting about the documentary is like, they never said that Rodman did drugs. Like he was a drinker and that was his drug. But like, from my perspective, I always thought like Rodman was a big like drug taker. Did you get any of that from the documentary? Um, from the 30 for 30, I think he was more like post-career he was. Um, from the, and, and, and back to his 30 for 30, he talked about how he just drank like every night he like went out and party. He drank a lot, which obviously is a huge drug, but like I, like I was expecting him like to be doing coke, heroin, all this other stuff. Yeah. But it didn't sound like he, he was. Maybe he was, and they're just not talking about it because they're trying to be PC, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, like they didn't, again, they didn't cover it in the 30 for 30. So he said, because he, he said he didn't start drinking until he got to the NBA. Like what's messed up is that like he like even after all these years he's still not a good father. And he knows it too. Yeah. Like he knows what he has to do to be a good father, but he just doesn't do it. it. It's crazy. Like you always hear these stories like, yeah, I finally realized I should be a good father and there's like some kind of like love story there at the end, but yeah. I don't know how to be a dad. Jordan? Uh Rodman. Because his son plays at Washington State. Rodman's son right now? Yeah. So he's a freshman? Wait, um, he, has, he has an older daughter that's like in her 30s. Yeah, like our age. You kids? Yeah, so he has three total. Okay. And I think the daughter is like a like pretty good volleyball player too. The younger daughter? The younger one, yeah. So I think she'll probably go D1 too. But yeah, his son's D1 basketball. Crazy. Um, I want Scott to finish up his game so he can talk to us about his uh, COVID experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. But until then, uh, Dan, uh, tell us about your shirt. <laughs> um, I got this as a gift. It's, it's a nice shirt, but like I'm gonna riff on you and your hair as much as I riffed on Wally and his. So you need a haircut. I've been saying that for the last three weeks, but so, there's a little bit of me that just wants to keep growing it. Yeah, yeah but like this is like an unstyled head of hair, and it literally looks like you took a mop, dyed that, <laughs> and put it on your head. Dude, when I wake up, and I'm starting my days now. I used to start my days off of a shower. That's usually now the last thing I do. 
just because I go to my home office and I'm just working in my pajamas. Um, I have a hard time getting a schedule. Oh, like, yeah. A schedule. Yeah, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can do a good schedule because I have to wake up in the morning and like jump on our scrum call and I'm going to take a shower after I have a cup of coffee and all that stuff. But Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm just like, I wake up, like, all right, what am I going to do? Like today, for instance, although I started early, I took a shower at like 2 p.m. just because like, all right, man, I haven't taken a, sh- taken a shower today yet. I feel kind of gross just sitting here, so I'm going to take a shower and then kind of restart it. But it's, it's so much harder to work from home like all the time than it is to work from the office. Like we had the luxury of, like I was always someone that wanted to work from the house at least once or twice a week because I could get some, some specific things done. Um, but not having somewhere to go to really kind of, I don't want to say slows down your productivity, but like puts you in a different place. Yeah, where no, you, don't, you don't have a start and end time. You're just doing the same amount of work during the day, but like split up in different times. Yeah, you're a thousand percent right. I mean, when I was working from home at my last company for like a th- three months, like I was like really good at working from home because I had a schedule and, you know, Scott and I, we, we'd also like work out every day. So it was like, I had shit that I was doing, but now it's just like, you wake up and you're like, can I go outside? Is it okay for me to go outside? Um, yeah. I look at my calendar. It's like, oh shit, I have nothing planned <laughs> for the entire week or something like, or like not entirely, but like, yeah, like two days, like, like last week I had a day where I had like, like calls back to back. I think it was like a Wednesday. That was a great day. I was talking to people, getting shit done, having good conversations, calling Dan back. like, Hey, that's how the conversation went. And then the next day was like, all right, I'm just like building scrubs and like working on the website and like doing design stuff. And like, I'm not, not having any like regular interaction with people and it, I don't think it slows you down. Like I still, I still think the productivity is there. It's you definitely, just, you definitely need those days to take care of the busy work shit. You know? Yeah. The yeah. Mending. Like today. So today, for instance, I was building the scrubs, Dan, <clears throat> and I spent a few hours doing that. And then uh, when Scott got home, I had one more scrub to do, and I started doing it. Started doing it. It was like forty-five minutes into this one specific scrub I was doing. And then I realized that the the sorting that I was doing and the and the, the filtering that I was doing was fucking up the values in some of the cells. And I wasted like half an hour or 45 minutes. Ugh. And like the integrity of the data in the document was just something that would, it was better for me to start over than to like figure out what the problem was. Like, fuck, I just wasted like 45 minutes doing this and it was aggravating. Um, but I mean, that's something that could happen every every day but like i was into it and i was like doing it i was like really really really, really quickly and then something fucked up and <sighs> so, so Nick, I, I think you should take i think either a you should talk to waleed or pay waleed or b take one of these data classes to learn a little couple tips and tricks of excel you know when i was working at uh, ashley's i kept asking her questions about excel and like pivot tables and um this whole copy paste thing i was trying to do for these investors having the values um yeah while well, while well, and i should uh sit down and like work excel stuff and i can teach you how to be a man <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> um but yeah i got this shirt as a gift there you go 
Um, it was mine and Rachel's five, fifth year anniversary. Okay. Not, not wedding, not married. <laughs> Taking you a while. When's that happening, huh? Let's talk, yeah. about, talk about it on the pod. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Marriage. Dude, I had a I had an hour and a half long FaceTime conversation with Dave yesterday. Shout out Dave. Hope you're listening. Um, and I love those. Like random hour long conversations with friends. I usually have conversations with friends that last like a couple minutes, maybe ten, unless I'm in person. I just appreciate those longer conversations. Well, Lee, are you playing a video game? No. Looks like it. Watching Barstool Sports? No. Scott's so plain? Yeah, you just leave it now. So, Scott, we want to ask you. Um, ask me, ask me. Everyone, want, everyone wants to know, like, how was your experience uh, with COVID? Uh, COVID experience, if anybody, any of the listeners out there have educated themselves, uh, based on what the CDC and the other organizations responsible for tracking this stuff, um, have been listing as symptoms I pretty much experienced. So, um, first, uh, it all started with like, you know, most people when they wake up and they, the first day of their cold, they wake up in the morning and know they have a cold because they have a itch in their throat or scratch in their throat, slight cough maybe some congestion. And I woke up that morning with this little weird cough. Didn't think much of it. Went to go to work. I uh, got turned down from work because I had worked with somebody that tested positive a few days beforehand. And so I said, okay, I'm not going to work. Might as well go try to get myself tested. And I did. Uh, that dry cough lasted pretty much into the afternoon. Like five o'clock is when I started getting a body ache. And the second I realized, the second I got the body ache, I knew I was like, oh, I got it. And, uh, so you got tested that day or the day after you tested? No, yeah, I got – no, the, the, the first day of the, the, the dry cough was the Thursday, April 3rd. Um, I got tested that day. Um, and then the body ache started after I had been at home for a few hours after getting tested. And then that evening was the, the hardest evening because I had a blood pressure – or blood pressure, a fucking temperature that went up to like 102. It wasn't worse, as bad as some people experienced, but I was like curled up into – with my comforter like a, a – burrito on the living room floor just shivering uncontrollably like having mini seizures uh <laughs> and then i couldn't get myself warm so i laid in the bath and then i i got a hot bath going and i survived that and then the next couple of days uh were obviously the worst parts it was like body aches couldn't get comfortable couldn't get sleep um but after like four days of some intense uh body aches it was kind of just congestion and lost my sense of taste and, and smell did you have any uh, uh, respiratory issues? Uh, I'm like, I think it was maybe week one. At the end of week one, I decided I was tired of being in the, the apartment the entire time. So got on my bike and we lived not too far from a forest preserve. Right in the forest preserve was good, good, good. And then there's this, uh, this bridge that is like an up and down hill. So you got to get a lot of effort going to get up to the top of that hill. And when I did that, that's when I realized like, I probably shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Cause I had like a, this discomfort in my chest that was definitely felt respiratory related, but um, outside of kind of doing that, I was pretty good respiratory wise. 
doesn't help that I'm a, a, a vapor. So the first, you know, 10 days I wasn't doing that. But after that, I couldn't help myself and started vaping again. And probably is slow beginning process. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it sucked. But I think most people that have a relatively healthy immune system can survive this problem. And I'm not saying that it's not a problem, but uh, I work in the healthcare industry, especially in nursing homes. I mean, we have... Uh, since I've mentioned my, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think I've ever mentioned actually where I work at. No, you don't have to, we can tell the details about what's going on. But no, yeah, I mean, uh, it's nursing homes and these healthcare facilities where it's kind of a, you know, a building with people that, um, either have, are immunocompromised or can't leave the building. It's kind of like an incubator for, especially, I mean, respiratory type stuff we have a whole third floor that is dedicated to respiratory patients. And I mean, we've had, yeah, quite a I few mean, deaths. You, you and, usually, and, usually hear that like STDs go rampant at, at nursing homes. Right. Cause like, yeah, that's more like, like nursing yeah. home communities. Yeah. Like right. Florida specifically has a huge, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's cause crazy people are fucking <laughs> but this specific thing. I mean, again, the, the, as more information comes out, obviously we're understanding the infection rates, but they're saying, you know, the infection rate's really high, obviously. I mean, it's, being, it's spreading rampantly, so. But, like, uh, at your nursing home, you said, like, there's been a significant infection. Like, yeah, well, it, I mean, it's people... part of it, okay, so, like, there's a huge issues. It's an enclosed environment. A lot of, in certain situations, there's not enough PPE to go around, or even just sheer ignorance with, I mean, I was getting text messages from a coworker who was covering the place that I work at and saying that uh, CNAs are bringing COVID positive patients down without gloves or respiratory masks, not even a surgical mask. They're not even not wearing the N95 masks that they recommend. So it's, I, I got, I almost got because it's, there's a lack of PPE or is it because there's a big, I, I mean, there's plenty of CNAs that do have N95 masks. So I'm assuming it comes from just like sheer ignorance. Uh, it's like I, I almost got into it. So there's like a nurse practitioner that's the main nurse practitioner that's responsible for like all the doctors that are there. So she deals with a lot of the patients and she came down a couple of days ago. I think it was Friday or Wednesday and was like, uh, yeah, so I want to know what you guys' infe- infection control policy is. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? She's like, well, it just so happens that all the dialysis patients were COVID positive, but now they are COVID positive. And since you and Michelle were COVID positive, I'm wondering what you guys were spreading it. So I sat there and explained everything that, that we do that's necessary, like by Illinois law. And it was just like this accusatory bullshit. I almost fucking wanted to just yeah. blow up in her face because of this situation where we have CNAs that are, and, and for the rights of the patients, even if you're COVID positive, legally they can't delegate or relegate you to your room because you have the freedom of movement within the nursing home. So COVID positive patients that are delegated. As long as you're keeping social distancing or. or No, not even. It's just like, you can't tell them because you're COVID positive. We don't want you to spread to the patients. You can't tell them that they have to stay in the room. Isn't that the whole thing with the whole state? No. So what they're doing is, is I think maybe the law is only jurisdiction. The dirt, they are relegated to their floor. They can't go to other floors. So they're like keeping the patients on certain floors. But even so, it's just like, well, okay, yeah, these patients are walking around touching shit. I mean, it's just, it's up in the healthcare industry, especially nursing homes. That is definitely inflating the numbers of mortality. Like for the general population, 
it is nowhere, the mortality rate is nowhere near what it is because I mean, in my, again, my facility, you know, we've had 13 confirmed deaths and multiple, I mean, dozens upon dozens of infected people. It's just 13. Yeah. There's yeah. one in Joliet, Joliet, uh, 22 or 22 dead patients. Damn. I mean, that doesn't help where, where you work, Scott, that that neighborhood has the highest infection in cases. Say that again? Like the, the neighborhood you work at in Chicago is the highest <laughs> infectious like count of confirmed cases. Rogers Park from where I'm where oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. West West Ridge. Get it right. West Ridge. Right. He's trying to protect Rogers Park over here. All right. West Ridge. Well, I guarantee you they're in in uh <laughs> you're next, Molly. You're next. This fucking guy. No, no we, follow, we follow the law. So, so, like, the whole Rogers problem with the nursing home is the fact that it's, like, an incubation space for this disease that has only, like, high-risk people. And I'll just there. tell you straight up right right, right now. I mean, anybody that uh, – I I understand families that do not have either the proper resources or, or family staff to take care of, you know, family members that require around-the-clock care. I understand them not being putting their family members in the nursing home. But nursing home – Mostly ones that aren't funded properly, aren't privately funded properly. State sanctioned ones, ones that rely on Medicare and, and you know government insurance for their patients, are just. I mean, there is so much oversight into these places, and they just they're they're so overwhelmed with patients that you can't shut them down because they need the space to uh, uh, house people that need this you know later term stay. Mm. Yeah, these people are going to die anyway. If, if we don't take care of them, they're going to die. If exactly. S22, it's like, yes, it's a drain on the tax system, but do you want to go down that road where we're not going to fund people like their life situation? And because of that, like, they're all underfunded. So, and it just, part of it is, I mean, the work ethic of some of the people there is just a nightmare. I mean, I could sit there, any single, any straight person that's had a job where you've had to organize a situation, whether it was a project or your day-to-day uh, um, interactions with your with your requires a lot of organization. Anyone can walk into a nursing home, and if you just communicate with everybody and and and, and write down the complaints, it all comes down to lack of communication and lack of desire from the employees that work there to do their job. My my fucking gripes every single day is because there's lack of organization and the higher-ups just can't delegate from the top down because of part of it is union issues where people, it's so hard to fire people that deserve to be fired and just a lack of staff. And it's, it's a fucking, just a nightmare. Do you think they get paid enough? I mean, people at, people at senior homes get paid like $15 an hour. Sorry, Dan, one second. Well, if you have a choice here, you can stop the recording. So you have 60 minutes to upload the anchor and then start a new one, or you can cut it later in Logic Pro. No, no, no. We're, we're up. It's uh, going straight from here to its desktop. It's not through the app, so. You can do full two hours. Or yeah, it's not through your phone. Yeah, we can do. All right, so Dan, what was your question? Hey, what's the average pay of someone at a nursing home? I mean, obviously it depends if you're a, a nurse compared to a person that, you know, I mean, like, what's a care? Like, what's the average? Like, what's the most common? Oh, so because, because the CNAs have a union, they definitely get 
at least $15 an hour. Um, That's minimum wage. Our, yeah, so, I mean, $15 an hour to ha hang out with, I mean, older folks, but obviously they're challenging too. Some are grumpy, some are pain in the ass. Somebody got to fucking do a sponge bath and shit like that. I do not, by any stretch of the imagination, envy a CNA job. Problem is, just like kind of with the restaurant industry or the fast food industry is, you have people that have been in the position, you know, being a CNA is a young person's game. Um, it requires a shit ton of energy, a lot of willingness to... Um, You're an apprentice to be an RM. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you... It is it, the stepping stones to becoming something better. Just like if if you are honestly going to think about McDonald's for an extended period of time, you know, if you get in early enough, especially as a teenager, you can work yourself up to a shift manager and possibly a manager position and make a decent living at McDonald's. Being a CNA is not a lifetime um, job to have. It's not something you get into when you're in your early 20s and do for 30 years because it is a physically demanding job. <laughs> Has a lot of patience, um, physical patience. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I would never work at a McDonald's, and I always tell myself I'd never work at a McDonald's. But you could definitely make six figures, probably become a millionaire if you are really, truly passionate about working at McDonald's. Like in terms of work your way up to management, and then if you have, if you have like years of experience, and you've worked your way up the ladder, they will give you a store. And then eventually you could buy your own franchises. Well, that's what I'm like saying. Well, like no, no. So, yeah, but I mean, so the, the problem with that comparison, unfortunately, even though I used it before, was that McDonald's, if, I feel like there's, a, there's definitely uh, there's more uh, opportunity with, with less education to be able to climb the corporate ladder in McDonald's as opposed to climbing the, 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 the healthcare ladder in uh, the medical field because you, you need to Right. So as a CNA, you have to make the conscious choice to want to go back to school, whereas McDonald's, you might be able to just based on your own hard work and punctuality and all that. Good yeah, like even if you're killing it as a CNA, like, oh, my God, we want to promote you. You need to go back to and school that's, for another yeah. four years. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I deal with CNAs that are people that are definitely way too old, uh, way too out of shape, uh, lack the proper empathy to kind of do that job well enough where we can have a well-oiled machine with proper care for patients. Like the problem with the, the whole healthcare industry, especially nursing homes, is there's so much passing of patients and communication needs to go on uh, uh, properly in order for the care of that patient to be to its fucking apex. You know what I, you know what I respect about what you do is the fact that you build a, I don't want to say like a deep relationship, but a relationship with a patient that you're treating. But at the same time, the company that you work for asks you to treat them as a number. So like you're developing, uh, de developing a relationship with Ron and Ron is Ron to you. And like, you love Ron and if Ron passes, that doesn't mean much. Like it I means just much had a to, Ron pass actually, yeah. a guy that so, was a long time Yeah, so like a long time patient for you, but like at the end of the day, that's a number and a, another like, well, no, so, profit so, margin for the, for, well, the, okay. for the nursing company. Well, no, so, so again, yes, but my company specifically does most private industry healthcare providers, whether it's dialysis or physical therapy people, people that are either contracted out from hospitals or healthcare facilities to kind of uh, fulfill a need for those places. Um, 
we look at our patients as individuals. Uh, unfortunately, the nursing home that I work at on a regular basis, uh, I will look at a schedule and say, hey, can I have such and such patients and refer to them by their name? And the, I will get a response from a CNA or a nurse and say, what's their room number? So they reference yeah. them as a room number, whereas we definitely go out of our way to get to know our yeah. patients. Oh, God, it's like prison. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's this uh, constant I'm, I'm treating 4732. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's a constant frustration because I honestly do care about my patients and their care. And I feel that I'm a, definitely a good employee and the people I work with are good employees. And there's this constant misfiring that's going on where yeah. communication just, there's the lack of, the lack of empathy that's emphasized on the nursing home side compared to what we do is just, you know, Scott, you're, you're in a, you're in a position to innovate, dude. Well, no, that's that's kind of what our company does is the innovation aspect of that. No, I mean, I'm talking about you making an idea or some type of tool that can fix one of a hundred problems you're talking about. Be a consultant. Oh, uh, build a business. But it's like hard to do that. Like if you if you're looking at it from the business owner's perspective, they started this business, this nursing home, this facility to earn money, right? And if they have investors or stockholders, if it's a public company, they need to, they have certain responsibilities. So like a death on their financial books doesn't look the same as it does to, to Scott, right? So Scott's dealing with this person, but if this person was costing them, you know, a million dollars a year, and if that person is lost, they're all of a sudden saving a million dollars a year, that's a great thing to their investors and stockholders, which is that huge disconnect between like humanity and business. That's why Bernie well, said, I'm not talking about the death, but what about the, what about the communication cycle there? Like, what about, Hey, what if you develop some software that just said, Hey, we put in these notes. I mean, obviously it's not that easy, but no, no, but, but Daniel, like, to, uh, to continue with that is that I, I, feel like I, Dan, I feel like Dan wants to sell me a timeshare. No, no, he, he's, he's, he's really on, he's really on point with that, <laughs> but he's really on point with some things because I mean, I have, we have regularly emphasized issues with CNAs or um, complaints with having the proper resources, the, the dialysis chair specifically, like today was another nightmare. We have a very large patient who requires a large dialysis chair and I called them close to an hour ahead of time to tell them that we needed the specific chair for this patient and they didn't have the staff to look for it. And so a nurse, the charge nurse from the first floor had to go all the way to the fourth floor to go room to room to find one of these chairs. And it was just this, you know, again, like you said, patient issues, um, just up the ass that were, that, that would you consider the company you work for like, like old school, like behind the times when it comes to like these more advanced technology or not, these more advanced systems to kind of make all this work. Or no, this is definitely something. No, 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 no. This is definitely something that's just strictly in house. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, are there more advanced facilities that have these types of things in place already? Uh, so the other company that I do work for has. I mean, they they have higher tech machines. Um, so I'm saying, like, a software is like, hey, I need a, a big guy chair. Um, I'm gonna order oh, it, no, and it'll be delivered. No, this comes to an issue where CNAs take these chairs and go into shower rooms and empty rooms and sleep in them so people don't know where these chairs are. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
us uh, uh, run to go to every fucking empty like, Who the fuck's been sleeping in the big guy? Too? Yeah, and I've gone to administrators and, and the top proper, uh, you know, people within yeah. the, the facility to address these issues, and they just never get addressed. There's nothing, nothing to laugh about, but, I mean, I would really consider, a, like, just start uh, at least being more conscious about your surroundings. And I know you are, it sounds like you are, but in terms of, like, what can I do to improve this? Like in a way of like, if I built this in a business sense, like, Hey, these guys care about the millions of dollars that they're making. Uh, but if I can make this process easier and save them a million dollars every year, no to, to think in an innovative way, innovative way to solve a problem with this current job, which is how most businesses are built. Yeah, but I mean, he, Scott's got so much experience in this. I mean, I know it's not like the most sexiest subject, but fuck, student loans aren't either. This shit sucks. It's like it's like old folk homes. You know what you're saying is like, you know, you see all these problems and like most, most businesses are built out of problems that people see in their regular job, you know? So, yeah. I mean, so for me, uh, as a quick analogy, it would be like a situation where Imagine a fast food restaurant. You have a cashier that's taking orders. Any re- restaurant you can use a cashier, a waiter taking orders, and the the cooks whether aren't either either aren't getting the tickets or are fucking up the orders. Or the the waitresses are fucking up the orders so that the cooks can't properly get the orders to the the, the people that are coming out. So just even doing something as simple as that, a waitress or a waiter going to a, a a table and taking down a group's order or two people's order and fucking that up and you go give it to the cook so that when you bring it back the order's messed up something as simple as just can you bring these patients down you have two patients that were required to come are down you saying that's in. a problem oh so, it's, there's, it's there's, there's, so like you don't have an ipad where you say i need these things no so so on, on a daily sometimes <clears throat> bi-weekly basis we will update the ch- we will update a schedule and put it behind the nurse station there's four floors. like on paper on, on paper okay. so that the staff all they have to do is come to the court board behind the nurse station and see what room numbers they're responsible for and look and see if they have any of their patients and people just don't even do that it's just it's a well i mean honestly like if like the first problem is the fact that this is being put on a court board, not on a digital kind of media where you can say like notification, 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 where the fuck's my big guy chair? Well, where's, where's, my, where's my room 37? If patient? there's, if there's one computer and there's fucking five, no, no, but like it's every, easier for them to have <laughs> right where they are in a regular basis to look. Every CNA should look. have their own like machine, their own computer, their own iPad, their own everything. Okay. Uh, where the, uh, Waleed. In this situation, imagine imagine you having five staff. You have five CNAs, and there's one computer. Do you think it's benef- more beneficial for them to have individual notifications on the single computer about what they're responsible for as opposed to a physical copy that they can look at right behind them, delegating those duties to them as well? Well, one, I'd ask the question, why there's only, like, why are there only? First question I had, why is there only one computer? Yeah. So okay, so I'm telling you, I'm telling you as a general rule, which I thought you guys are getting a a hold of, is the fact that there's not enough funding and 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 money that goes towards patient care. I will. I've got three laptops here. I'll give you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like that's that's one of the problems. Is like, you know, using a court board to save people's lives or to to keep people alive. 
No, no, it's not, it's not to keep people alive. It is just a schedule for them to look at to see what patient is required. Right, but what if, what if, like, that schedule gets fucked up or one of the post-it notes falls off or the clipboard is, like, you know, whatever, it gets I wet. mean, Nick, imagine, imagine being – okay, imagine going into a job that you – for you to find out how many patients you're responsible for in a given day. You went to the main hub of communication with your staff and everybody else, and there was a physical piece of paper that showed you, oh – there are eight patients in dialysis. Uh, there's two on the first floor. I'm on the first floor, and they're both on my well, side. But well, why is that the case instead of, like, each CNA or each person that's responsible for a patient having their own digital schedule to say, like, hey, okay, I need yeah, this You're chair. asking, I you're can, asking, you're I asking a facility it. that can't even give decent enough food to people to provide fucking right. uh, hardware so that costs hundreds of dollars per and that, person. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a problem, and the break. And that's and that, a private yeah. industry. That's yeah. a private funded. Right. That's a privately funded nursing right. care nursing care facility. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, I mean, don't use don't use a website to like clock in and out at work. I do. Yeah, yeah. they invested in that. Why don't they invest in a fucking non corkboard? Uh, <laughs> for me, I, I mean, I, that, I, that, for, me, for me, for me, that is. I think that is sufficient enough to communicate to your staff. If like, if you again going back to the same thing. If you went to, and again, maybe it is archaic slightly, but it's still something that is being properly communicated. If you walk into a place, there's a court board that has the list of your duties, despite the fact that it's a physical copy on a piece of paper, but it still had all of your daily duties that was required of you, a checklist even, if you will, yeah. you can still perform those duties with yeah, that. I course. mean, we're, we're not, we're totally, no, no, we're I, not no, idiots. No, I, I, th I think that is valid if everyone is... Uh, accountable to that. And that's what I'm saying. This is this top-down lack of communication that happens. The administration should come to these people and say, as a CNA, your duties are all on this court board. If I think I think the problem is unions. <laughs> no, 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 no. Some of it, some, so the lack of, or the, the lack of quality of care is part of the problem. The It is a union because the nursing home I work at is filled hires that have been fired for either stealing or improper care or other issues and have been rehired because uh, during the process of their firing, they, they didn't go through the proper channels that union requires and they're forced to rehire these incompetent piece of shit people. I appreciate the response. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, like everywhere. We're I mean, everywhere. Let's get off the whole nursing home topic and go on some other fucking topic because this is getting. Uh, I just wanted to add one more thing. I just, I just envision it as like you ever go to like Best Buy and they had like the little shoulder strap with the iPad on there. Yeah. I mean, I could see a tool like that being effective for each person on the. Uh, no, Dan. If you buy them bulk, it's so inexpensive. No, I no, mean, it's smaller iPads. I'll definitely say that is. The healthcare industry certainly has some tools that are are, are uh, like kind of state of the art and more contemporary, but a lot of these private industries require, I mean, because they have a bottom line that they have to take care of, they make shortcuts in the software and hardware department, definitely. But uh, I mean, it is something to think about it. Like you said, with a, just a sleeve with an iPad going room to room and updating all that stuff uh, would be ideal. And even then, like I said, you still have multiple nurses on the floor and they still can't manage to take care of you, the patients. You know what I learned the other day is that hospitals run at a 1% like profit margin. Oh, yeah. Like, hospitals don't make money. Of 
course not. Uh, I just say, yeah, they're, they're, they're non for profits, but everyone makes fucking half a million dollars a year. So I was reading an article, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, talking about uh, certain hospitals are getting more funding based on the number of COVID positive patients they have. So there's this potential idea of fraud at, at yeah. high, high traffic hospitals that are, you know, patients dying of pneumonia or something and testing positive for, for COVID and they're marking up as a COVID death. So they're getting No offense, that sounds like a conspiracy theory website. No offense. Uh, no, I mean, this, and this, it, it came from like a, like Washington Post article and granted it could still be wrong yeah. with, in, with regards to media news these days, it, almost anything can seem to be off, at least, you know, in factual Agree. Uh, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not staking all of my money in this specific article, but it, I mean, it's, there's no, an I opportunity mean, I, for fraud. I, I, I would I not deny, I would not deny, or I would not think of it. I would not, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? I would not, uh, yeah, I wouldn't dismiss it. So I, I just wrote an article that children, uh, Lori's Children Hospital is, is going bankrupt and they're starting to cut nurses because kids aren't going to get treatment because, I mean, they're not serving COVID patients. That's not what they do. Yeah. So like they're not making any money, and like we we forget the hospitals at the end of the day are a business because it's been privatized. Yeah, so, but but Lori is Lori's not public or publicly funded. I mean, like through grants and like uh, fellowships, but I don't I don't think I think I think a huge part, at least at least like a third of their funding comes from public donations. Right, but like I mean, like still, but so I mean, still I mean, unfortunately, in a situation like that, I think you have to actually cut staffing to the point where you know. See, like, yeah, money. I know, like, like I read these all, all these articles where like doctors are getting their salaries cut by 20 percent, which okay, they can still figure it out. Yeah, but like in the news, that sounds like holy shit. You're taking money away from the people that are solving this problem, but at the end of the day, it might be just be a, a, a plastic surgeon or someone that's not working as much. Or yeah, I mean, like, like I just you know, since we've since we relied on privatizing the healthcare industry so much, I mean, you know, in a private business itself, if if staffing issues aren't living, I mean, if payroll is too high, you got to make cuts, whether it's hours or moving some or firing somebody. Um, and I have to look at a hospital in that same regard. If you're not having you know, trauma surgeries that are required on a regular basis now, um, you might have to let that surgeon say, hey, you're going to be PRN surgeon only required as opposed to being, you know, staffed fully. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, those tough decisions have to be made. I mean, everyone's having to make tough decisions right now. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pat my own back, but every single day, I, I, I really don't care. I don't care. I think about it a little bit, but every single day I have to go into this incubator of COVID positive patients every day and and just kind of do and it and bring it the, and bring it home to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, no, and 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 no. Honestly, I think about that. I feel bad about yeah, it. No. I, yeah, I, I, it sucks. I mean, it's I like I'm already that. feeling a little COVIDy right now. But like, uh, at least Scott, when he gets home, the first thing he does, he takes he takes all of his scrubs off and jumps in the shower. But I know there's like a hot bed of COVID coughs in his room. <laughs> just watch those clothes. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad. And you guys are sitting next to each other on a fucking couch. Yeah, I know. Like this is. I mean, if I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. Um, but like, I feel bad because you're in this position where you have to face this every day and I don't mean to make you feel bad for like coming home to your home oh, no, no, and no, like no. making, you know, you take, honestly, I, I, I care what you think, but I, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's switch to a different subject. So, yeah, please. um, I got a whiteboard the other day from the trash and it's, uh, 
Your brother a is a fucking. Your brother needs to be on intervention. I got. I got. The, I got that bench too. I'm gonna sell it. On what? Uh, I need to be on intervention. Anyway, so I got this whiteboard. It's like a big, big old whiteboard. So maybe five diagonally, um, and I hung it up in my room on my wall with Velcro. Awesome. Dope. Uh, that you're so innovative. Right. Like I was, I thought I was gonna have to put some holes in the wall, but I'm like, you know what? I've got this. So I, got, I bought these Velcro strips that are 10 pound Velcro strips per strip, and I put yeah. four strips on there. This this whiteboard is maybe 10 pounds, and it's just sticking up there. It might fall one day. You could have also always purchased uh, the or those command strip things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I could have done that too. I hang my uh, 20 pound book bag on a command hook in my room um, and it works pretty well. Is there any chance people want to talk about poo? Yeah, Scott's been texting me every day uh, for the last like two weeks, reminding me not to eat poo. Like in the morning, he would send me a text, hey, just your daily reminder, don't eat poo. And today, great advice. And today he sent me a text, just a reminder, or yesterday he sent me a text, don't do the poo, right? And then he got pissed at me today and texted me. I didn't me. say piss. I no, said no, disappointed. So, no, you said I got really disappointed because I thought that last text was pretty funny um, and you didn't respond to it. So I responded to him. He said, don't do the poo. Like, do the do, Mom, so, do? Yeah, he's like, don't do the poo today. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't respond to the one from last night because I thought it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, you so today you don't get your text. So I responded, see, I was confused by the last notification. I was assuming you were telling me not to eat poo. All of a sudden, you're asking me <laughs> not to do the poo, which is a completely different thing. So I didn't want to be put in a confusing situation, and I already have someone telling me not to do the poo. So I, this is not going anywhere. This is not going anywhere. Uh, is, is this a don't eat poo thing like a deeper thought or no? Oh, this is like... This is- <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like him telling you to eat healthy. Don't eat shit, you know? No, it isn't. It's just... No, it was... You honestly want to know what spurred all this? And this is like a fucking... I I don't even know how to describe this thought process. Before you answer that, I can imagine Scott saying, I watched South Park and Kenny kept texting someone said, don't eat poop. No, no, no. It's it's way worse than that. Way worse than that. I, for some reason... Okay, so quick question. Uh, A raise of hands, if you will. Have any of you ever thought about like when you die about like your funeral or like people that would be at your funeral or uh... yeah, of course, who doesn't? Okay, I don't. what the fuck? You don't okay. think who would be at your funeral if you died? So so now I do. I have never thought of it before. So so I thought so I thought of I thought about that one day and I was just like I I, I thought it would be a funny thing that if say say Nick at my funeral got up and said a eulogy or, or said some words I will. and he would say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for him, uh, when Scott was 32 years old until we were 40, when he died, every single day, he would text me. <laughs> now, if you did it for, like, whatever. Well, he's, he's, been doing, he's been doing it every day for, like, three weeks. So I told him, and he mentioned that in a text. I'm like, you know what? I am going to say that eulogy, and I will speak, and I don't care what your mom says. I'm going to tell me not to eat poo every single day for the last eight years. <laughs> Question. Um, 
I forgot what I was going to ask now. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Do you have a reminder on your phone to text them about the poo, or does, is it a natural reminder? I do, but I mostly I remember in the morning now. Like it's part, it's become a part of my daily routine yeah. when I text. It's it. kind of like good morning, beautiful. It's like don't eat the poo. He, he, he just, I, try to, <laughs> I try to make it different every day. I try to have a new variation of saying uh, it. It's standard. Like like when you said don't do the poo, I'm like, all right, this isn't my guy anymore. He's asking me not to do the poo instead of not eating the poo. No, would you rather get variations of not eating shit? I, no, I just, I just, I just want you to remind me. Ollie, that. stop picking your beard. Uh, <laughs> you, like you know what would actually be funny? Uh, speaking about thinking of being in uh, your own coffin and you're thinking about your own funeral, is it like rather than like laying like the typical uh, coffin person? COVID parts. It'd be, just- hilar- it'd be hilarious if you took a dead person's arm and just put a beer in him and then everyone that came up rather than kneeling just cheers you <laughs> or take a sip of your beer uh, that'd be a little weird but oh damn would you allow that that's definitely how you spread covid uh damn would, would you allow that can you, can you make dude, an official awesome. sta- official statement gonna... right now you even want it i thought we're all getting burned cremation no reading yeah but you can still have a you can still have like a reception thing I want someone to buy a fifteen dollar skeleton and put it in huh? the coffin. I want someone to buy a $15 Walmart skeleton and put it in the coffin while I'm burning just hold the beer. I what I want to happen is I want to be cremated and have you guys go throw me in a body of water or something like that. Now we're gonna pour you into our shots and just drink you know, like like the, the big Lebowski and someone go to throw me into the water and there's a gust of wind and it blows it out of his face. Look at all the beards. Do you guys? Do you guys really all want to be cremated? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, actually, I will. Uh, I'm an organ donor, so if I die young enough, the organ donor. Well, you get cremated after. Well, yeah, then cremated. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. The organs are gonna be garbage by the time you die, anyway. Who wants, who wants a ninety-year-old liver? I've been drinking all, all all these years. What kind of liquor is that, Daniel? Is that that uh? Rica. That Icelandic one? Yeah. This shit is cheap and it's good. That's true. That's what you got when you were uh, on your Euro trip, right? I mean, it's not like plastic bottle vodka cheap, but it's uh, it's, it's a twenty dollar bottle. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, we're old enough to not want to buy plastic bottle vodka anymore. So <laughs> there's uh, take some kettle. I'll take some kettle one. Although I think I hear uh, Bernadette's. Is uh, they have good vodka and it comes in a plastic bottle? Burnett's? 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 I don't know. Something like that. I never think we had it, but. Well, he didn't say anything. What? He's been playing video games the last 20 minutes. No, I haven't been listening to you guys about cremation and and cheersing. Well, he and I talked when I went to go visit him anti-COVID regulations uh, for his birthday drop-off. Uh, a birthday present he gave me. My birthday present, which I, uh, I'm ordering a frame for. By the way, my so birthday present was you. better. My birthday present was better. Yeah, Scott, did you see Scott's birthday present? It was pretty good. What did What did Wally get you? Uh, it was this uh, pastel painting of uh, of an elephant. It's like very colorful. Oh, cool. nice. Wait, tell 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 Dan where where I found the artist. TikTok. Really? No. You bought it from a TikTok guy? No, no, Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, did he have his like own personal website? 
Uh, yeah, um, chilling with Chells. She uh, she goes like live on Periscope every night. Nick, something's wrong with your audio because it's not like kicking in. You can't hear me. I mean, we can hear you, but you always get like, get like. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, the cheap Comcast over here. Um, let me see the photo uh, or the painting. I could bring it. Uh, I'll bring it. Uh, I'll lead. Uh, FYI, you should have bought some art for your own damn house. Look at your walls, dude. He's got a piece of artwork right there. What it's is just it? this back. This back wall is just so long. Like, I don't know what to do with it. It's it's long and short. Dude, just get a colorful, like, wide piece, dude. You don't even have to get that expensive. You can find something that's. I don't even know where you find all that because all my all the rest of my walls are pretty uh decent. Oh yeah, they're not be. You need some. You need some color. You need like a fucking. Yeah, it's just his back wall. Wait, so... Oh, well, Nick's gone, but Nick was asking something about... I'm right here. Check you this said... out. Watch, watch. So, like... Uh, so, first, I saw it like this. What does that look like? Uh, an elephant sideways? <laughs> I, saw, I saw a monster. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like the colors. Well, you got me this thing. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. Dude, the colors are amazing. Um, but I, I'm getting some uh, frames from Ikea. I'm, uh, Can you see it? I'm framing this. Oh, sweet. Sweet, right? Well, Leeds definitely turning into a millennial hipster with his uh, dyed hair and getting you portraits. Art? Yeah. No, I just thought Nick likes elephants. Nick also loves Twitter. What better, what better than buying I gotta, I actually a pastel like, painting from a Twitter artist? I never think of Twitter when I look at that. Not even once. I, I actually got a great story in regards to elephants. and uh, We're in Amsterdam, me and Rachel and Marchek. And uh, we go to this mall. And literally there's a store full of painted elephants. That is all they have. Painted elephants. And I'm like, holy shit, I got to get Nick one. This is the this is the gift I'm gonna bring back for Nick for his Euro trip, and we're looking at all these elephants and like all you know all of them are really cool and you can even buy one. And they have like paint classes, paint the elephants and shit. <laughs> Rachel's looking at this big ass elephant, and uh, she's looking at it and she goes to put it put it away, and it hits the counter and just drops and shatters all over the store. <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God. And she, like, Rachel kept insisting that she wanted to pay for it. I would, which, which the lady did charge her. She charged her, like, costs or whatever. Um, but I would have been like, no, that's, like, your liability. Yeah. But, I mean, Rachel, you buy it. But, I, but I, I, I bought an elephant, too, so she, she yeah. got the hookup. The elephant you bought me right there. I see it on my thing right now. It's yeah, the don't stop it. The streets of Amsterdam painted on an elephant, right? Yeah. Really good. But you saw Nick, you saw that acrylic uh, elephant I got you from Barcelona? The metal one? No. The the one with all the tiles on it. Oh yeah. Here's my here's my elephant rack. Where's my acrylic elephant? Oh, here it is. Now there's a bull. 
Remember this one you got for Scott? I know one of them I got for like Syed, I think too. Like, did I get like three of them? I know you got me an uh, an elephant. Oh, is this it? No, this isn't it. This is a diamond one. I remember seeing an elephant. Oh my god, I got so many more elephants. They're all hidden in here. Yep, there's my elephant. This is my elephant drawer. Oh, oh, I got you. I also got him that fucking Jordan Baba. Yeah, this uh, babushka. Have you ever seen that, Wally? Ru- what the Russian dolls? Dude, they're all fucking uh, million dollars right now with uh, Last Dance. Is Jordan? Then it's Rodman with uh, the very offensive lips. Dude, I paid I paid hella money for that. Then it's, then it's Pippin. So Rodman had a bigger clout in Europe. Then it's Kukoch. Then it's Ron Harper. <laughs> He's Ron Harper's a small one. How much you pay for that, Dan? I think it was like sixty, seventy dollars. It's worth uh, it. What country did you buy it in? Russia. Uh, uh, I think that was in Prague. Okay. This is the but most- I it, I'm just like, ah, oh, Nick's gonna fucking love this. What? What is it called? Russian dolls? No, yeah. Russian. No. Russian nesting dolls. Yeah. But this is probably the most unique bulls gift that anyone can have, and I don't think fan has something like this. That's a collector's item, dude. Very, very European racist because, like, all of <laughs> American uh, basketball players. They're round fucking pieces of wood, man. What are you going to fucking do? I, mean, I love it. I think it's great. Nick, 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 you got to post You got to post every one of those on, on your social media. So follow, follow at Nick Sky on Instagram. Oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta show you something else I got in Europe. That's, That's awesome. Thanks for reminding me about that uh, elephant thing. It still wasn't unpacked. Wow. It was in a box. Stuff, though. I, li- I like that I have a thing. You Like, if you don't know what to get me for my birthday, it's either bull stuff or elephant stuff. <laughs> or, a- or apple, if people have the money. <laughs> Or give me a new iWatch. I need or Apple Watch. I need one. I also got this in in Prague, dude. It, if you look at it, it's fucking crazy. Have you seen those those things, Wallin? Yeah, they uh, they have. I mean, no offense, Sam, but they have those like in malls. Oh, I know, I know, they do. That's but look, that's the that's the back of it. But how, how long did it take for them to print that? Uh, it took about an hour. This was about seventy dollars too. Really? Like American? Yeah, U.S. Oh. U.S. They are—they're definitely uh, taking advantage of the uh, tourists. Yeah, but Rachel, Rachel, freaking fell in love with it. So I was like, all right. That was—that was Rachel's gift for the. Let me see that again. Even though she was there. Let me see that again. Let me see it again. It translates in the camera, like you'd actually see the three D. Depth of it. Yeah. Post that. Post that on our money hustlers. Uh, that's crazy. So wait, how do they even do that? They just sketch it. Laser, bro. It's like three D printing, no? Oh, they do that like that. Right. With clear juice. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. 
Whatever. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's end with some goals for for the week. I want to stretch every morning. I already had that in mind. I like that. I like that. Uh, so starting Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, you're gonna stretch. What are you gonna do for stretching? No, I got a good ten minute stretch sesh. Okay, so all all the body parts. I need to work out, but like I also I've been working. I've been on a 19 mile bike ride. I worked on my car today. Like working on my car, I fucking bust a sweat, dude. Like you're in mm-hmm. awkward positions. I mean, it's definitely no cardio, but uh, I went on a mile, I went on a two mile, almost a two mile walk. With, uh, the dog. Can we announce that your car's running? Can we give it three weeks? Are we going to set a goal? Three weeks is. I mean, there's a lot of things pending, but yeah, it's going to be really close in three weeks. All right. So at the end, uh, how about when the state opens back up, your car's ready to run? By the end of May. I mean, that's my goal because after that, like, there's no fucking time. Are you talking about the Nissan? Yeah. yeah. What it you you had it up and running before? What 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 are you doing to it now? Uh, I originally built it to upgrade it, which I'm doing now, and then I did that, and then obviously change happened, and then five years later. Uh, but after this, after this uh, gets done, it's staying where it's at. I might do like one small project every season, but I'm just leaving it there just so I can drive it. Yeah, so he, I remember when he painted it, he had it built and it was running and we drove in it and it was legit. Um, but there was still like some like, you know, upgrades that needed to be done, which is why why he like ripped it all apart again. And I remember his buddies were coming over to do, like rewire the car. And yeah, I bought it for a bigger turbo, a bigger turbo. Like you have a turbo in your Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, I mean, realistically, uh, like, but I, I built it for a bigger turbo setup but I had the stock turbo on there, and then now I have the bigger turbo. You have to redo the electric for that? Uh, I mean, the electric needed to just be done before, but I had it running. Uh, but yes, because the stock turbo, along with a lot of other components, the stock like uh, wiring setup just wasn't functioning. Plus, it looks cleaner. I mean, engine bay is going to eventually look beautiful one day. We need to get you some new uh, interior carpet. It looks trashed. I mean, it's just dirty as shit. It's been sitting there for five years. Yeah. Uh, right. Once I clean it up, it'll be fine. Well, Lee, what are your goals? <clears throat> uh, finish my hair. Okay. That's a good goal. And work out at least three times. What kind four, of no, I'm gonna, I, need, I need to stretch this out four times. Four times by next Monday. Correct. Okay. And that's... And you look up today? Your hair is oh. going to be like Instagram shape by next Monday? My hair, yeah. It should be done. Okay. Um, hey, well, okay. Uh, Nick, go ahead with your uh, goals. Then I want to ask Waleed a question. Uh, I was, I was going to say, Waleed, I'm going to come over to trim your trim your sideburns and do all that to make you look in tip-top shape. Uh, oh, so no shit? Yeah, I'll, I'll break the quarantine on uh, this weekend. He'll set up your grinder profile too. <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Conan setting up a grinder profile? Yeah. You got oh my gosh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so my goals are um so I'm gonna continue doing my uh 
10 push-ups every hour for 10 hours a day. So that equates to 100 push-ups in a day. And then I also want to hang my fan. So I bought a new fan. So I'm hoping I could do that tomorrow. Um, and then work goals. I want to um, organize all my to-dos and stop having to-dos on my to-do list that I have to push back by week. So I'm going to uh, respond to some people that need a response that have been waiting for weeks um, and, and do those other things. And then also I need to, another thing, I don't know if I'll get this done in time for next week, but um, I want to frame Waleed's picture. And I bought a couple other, or I'm ordering a couple of frames from Nikita to, to hang some quotes up in my room that are important to me. So I'm hoping I can do that, if not by next Monday, by the next Monday. But the first two, I want to do by next Monday. Nick, you have, you have way too many goals. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta reach for the moon and you land on the clouds, right? So, so no. wait, let's get, let's get Scott's goals. Actually, Scott, 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 <laughs> what are your goals for next, by next Monday? What are your goals? By next Monday, uh, to have, uh, I'm, I'm expecting a bunch of oils uh, to come in to make soap and beard stuff and have at least a soap or beard stuff made. There you go. We got so, some new product for you guys. Go so, to White Spade so, Beard. Soap because I have the containers to house and all that stuff. All right. Go to whitespadebeard.com. You'll run it into. I know, but you'll run into a Chinese website that stole our domain that is now a clothing website. And then you can uh, report them for stealing our domain name. And then you could just go ahead and find us on Facebook and you can get some new soaps. Um, find <laughs> us on Facebook at White Spade Beard on Facebook to order your new product. Was, was, um, Dan. What was your question? Well, it was your first tattoo. My first tattoo. Yeah. The tiger on my right arm. What made you get a tiger? I just really like them. <clears throat> I always, I always. Uh... I'm more of a fan of lions than tigers, as apex predators. Then why would you get a tiger? I said I'm more fan of tigers than lions as an apex oh. predator. I thought you said the opposite. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't think if someone's in pause, they don't get charged. They do get charged. FYI, they do. That's what I said. Random banter that no one knows about. No context. I just got a Slack notification from Dan during the podcast, which means he wasn't paying attention. Um, he's putting your attention. We've got the bad review. Is it on Android or iOS, Dan? iOS. I didn't get that notification. Anyway, um, I think it was a good podcast. We learned a lot about uh, Scott's um, endeavors in healthcare, which we appreciate. Scott um, is is a frontline worker, and in case anyone that's listening doesn't know, change is supporting You're essential. Change is supporting frontline workers by offering change for all frontline workers free for twelve months. Yeah, yeah. Support at changeapps.com. We want to take care of you. It's the only thing we can do. 
uh, it's we're just trying to do our part in this whole uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, but Scott, every day I see him going into work and busting his ass. Hey, FYI, Scott gets free twelve months, motherfucker. He does. All he has to do is send an email to support him. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't yet. I, I didn't even know about it. I, I figured you got, you got the email. Since I'm living with the CEO, that he would tell me that I was, <laughs> I was capable of uh, acquiring this. Well, company. I mean, it's it's available to you. All you need to do is send a note, and we'll take care of you. Um, All right, fine. I'll send notes. I'll pull on codes. Um, now Scott's going to message support says, here's a note. <laughs> and then others going to be like, Hi, how can I help you? Yeah. Um, oh my God. I was going to say something else, but I forgot now. All right. Rachel just texted me, hey, there's uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream bars in the freezer, by the way. Uh, bring some over. Hey, can you I'm like... like, oh, it's 10.08 p.m. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> I've done. Bring awesome way to end. Um, thanks for joining, Scott. Show. Hope we see you next week. Until then, stay hustling. Wait, wait, hold on, Waleed. You said there was going to be a surprise in the next podcast. You said you had a surprise for me. Uh, I did. It's called fucking highlights, bro. No, that's not it. I knew about that outside of the podcast. What is it? Uh, stay tuned until next week. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I completely spaced on that. I, my bad. Uh, next week it'll be done. All right, sounds good. All right, everybody, enjoy your uh, week. Although it might be a little bit different. Appreciate you for listening. Keep hustling. Damn, I'm so mad at myself. I even wrote that down. That I had to do that. That's oh. all right. That's all right. Nice. That that's also adds my goals. Ne- next week's surprise. All right, next week. Huh? Is it like a dick piercing or something? No, no, no. It's 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 for the podcast. All right. Well, can Wally, can you take you've been taking pictures as you've been dyeing your hair. Can we have like a progress shot that's gonna be on Instagram by the end of next week? Can that be a goal too? Yeah, when it's yeah, like I'm like well, you've got the steps. I want to see the steps. Like first one was terrible, second one's getting better, third one's getting better. Yes, I have one. pictures of all that. All right, good. You'll see that on our Instagram next like, week. Do you feel like your hair got uh, beat up after the process? Yeah, I mean, it was super dry, and I had to, like, drench it in, like, uh, conditioner and coconut oil. Nice. So that's why I'm taking – I took two days off, getting the oils back in my hair. Yeah, my hair is definitely oiling up right now. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. All right. Bye. Ali, do you have to stop the Zoom to get your recording?